Hey, good evening. Thank you, everybody, for joining us tonight for another episode of Reflections. We got a pretty interesting conversation. It started as just a thought-provoking post on Facebook and then uh, um, got uh, got a little deeper. So we uh, wanted to go ahead and uh, hop on and uh, you know have the conversation with everyone, let you know our thoughts, your thoughts, and, and see how things are. So again, thank you all very much for tuning in. Like, share, invite somebody in, drop a note in the comments, let us know you're here watching. And we definitely want you to engage with us if you are tuning in. Uh, and of course, the uh, the recording will always be available as well. Um, but uh, appreciate you guys' time. Gentlemen, Scott and Scott, thank you very much for joining us tonight. Um, and, uh, you know, so I want to let everybody know, of course, um, you know, if you're new to the, uh, the podcast, if you're new to the show, um, one of the things I'm very strong with my faith, it's where I, I focus and base a lot of my stuff on, um, my thought processes, my opinions, my, my methodology, um, is all centered around that. So of course we're going to have a strong foundation as far as the discussion is concerned. And this is really more centered around a, a Christian topic actually, um, as opposed to some something in general. So just, you know, want to let everybody know ahead of time that that's what you can expect. Um, but we definitely enjoy the feedback, the uh, conversation back and forth, opposing views. We're not, we're not trying to shy away from any of that. So please understand that as well. But gentlemen, thank you very much for joining us tonight. Amen. Thank you for having us on. Definitely. So I, I want to give you guys an opportunity to introduce yourself. So whoever whoever wants to go first, um, you know, I'm not I'm, I'm going to get mixed up with the whole. I'll probably just reference you guys by last names, honestly. And I mean, we're all we're all military here, so we should be used to that. So, well, yeah, whoever wants to go first, just introduce yourself. Tell the people a little bit about you and your background. Scott, I'll let you go first. OK, thanks a lot, man. So I'm Scott Norris. I live in Cleveland, Ohio. I'm founder of Pathfinders Messianic uh, Ministry. And essentially, it's a Bible teaching ministry to help people um, uncover, rediscover the ancient paths of Scripture in today's world. And um, I'm a blogger, podcaster as well. I also um, enjoy going to various nations and teaching the Word of God. I'm also married, husband of uh, Naomi Norris, E. Naomi Norris. Uh, she's a gospel recording artist, and we have an eight-year-old son, Israel. Awesome. And my name is Scott Penn. Uh, I'm from the originally from the U.S. Virgin Islands, born and raised. Okay, uh, okay. And in about 2001, I went to a private Bible college in Columbus, Ohio, where I met Scott. Uh, we de developed a friendship over the years. Uh, currently, I'm with the uh, United States military. I serve in the uh, active duty uh, in the Navy. Um, and um, married uh, for over 20 years now Amen. Uh, to a lady that I met at uh, Bible College. And uh, we have two wonderful children, and we live here in the San Diego area. All right, outstanding. I'm trying to see if there's a way I can get everybody on the screen, but I don't think I'm going to be able to, at least not on not on the Instagram screen anyway. But, um, you know, so again, thank you all for joining um, so the, the topic and, you know, it's interesting when, when I post something that, that I'm, I'm trying to really provoke thought is, is honestly all I'm trying to do. I'm really not trying to say, you know, one way or another that, you know, the church is or isn't doing this. Like if, if that's something I'm doing, I'm very clear about that. Like, I don't, I don't have any hesitation. I don't shy away from it. I, you know what, if I got to flip tables, I flip tables. It's just what I do. Um, but this particular question was, you know, really, 
um, does the church, to simplify it, does the church respond differently when a celebrity gets saved? And, um, you know, for those, for those that don't know, um, <clears throat> you know, for those that don't know, uh, you know, Black China um, recently, uh, you know, um, shared the fact that she had got saved and baptized and uh, removed implants, fillers, whatever, and, and is really trying to make, you know, a 180 and a change in her life, which I think is, it's, it's awesome. I think that's great. It's fantastic. I think whenever anybody tries to make some type of monumental change in their life, whether it be spiritual, educational, emotional, uh, I think that's amazing. Um, you know, and whatever that looks like for people, but specifically in this instance, it, there was an explosion on social media, um, you know, about, uh, her and her change. And I, I think that oftentimes we, the church responds very differently when a celebrity gets saved versus even somebody in our own local churches, um, you know, and I, I think, I think Scott Norris, I think you, you, um, you had used the reference of Joe, the barber, I think it was, or, or, or something to that effect yeah, when we were, hey, hey, the barber. yeah, yeah. And when we were talking about it. And so, you know, I'm posing the question, does the church respond differently when a celebrity gets saved? Um, I, I obviously have my thoughts. That's why I presented the question, but I'm very interested to see just at the surface, what both of you think about that question in general. Um, you know, and, and if you can just a simple yes or no to start the conversation and then we can go from there. Uh, I would say yes. Okay. Just to start the conversation, I would say yes. Okay. Uh, if, if I, if, oh, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I'll, I'll let you. I'll let you. I'll go say yes. I, I say yes. I, I, I will say yes. Okay. I have different ways of looking at this. Yeah. yeah. No. 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 And and there there definitely is. There's definitely different approaches. Yeah. And and we kind of one off talked about some of the stuff and, mm-hmm. um, you know as well. So I I definitely I I definitely agree. I think the church responds very differently when a celebrity gets saved versus you know your unknown parishioner in the local church. Um, and I, I think there's various reasons for that. Um, uh, personally, I think there's, um, I think there are some positive reasons for that, or at least thought processes. Um, but I also think there is some selfish manipulative reasons, uh, as well. And, and I think a big difference in the response is whether or not it's coming from the American church or the church in America. And, and again, like I was saying before we got on here, there's two very different, uh, those are two very different things, uh, in my opinion. And, and to, to simplify it, the American church is that Christian nationalists, like they're the center of, of the gospel and, and evangelism and, you know, focused on dogmatic tradition. And, and this is what we got to do because it's always been done this way. And, you know, if you're not a Bible believing Christian, then you're not a loyal American. And if you're a loyal American, you got to be a Bible believing Christian. That's the church in America or the, the American church. The church in America are individuals that sincerely love God, have, have, you know, are trying to live their life based on scripture and living a life of repentance and, and the daily renewing of the mind by the washing of the water or the word, etc. Um, you know, and really just trying to make a difference and impact in people's lives. Uh, so that's, that's kind of where I'm at with, with those two definitions. But, you know, I, I'll let you guys share your thoughts. Okay, well, uh, I, I, I 
tend to agree that um, when we talk about individuals um, that has celebrity status, um, giving up their life to Christ, um, I, I definitely think that in a, a lot of cases, um, they're treated differently because of their fame and status um, and popularity um, that comes with that, their power um, that comes with that. Um, so they, they're not treated um, as if, you know, uh, regular Eddie Joe, you know, down the street is treated because what comes with that? Mm-hmm. Um, no, no kind of notoriety, no, pal- no, no, no public status um, in those in, in special um, areas or in special uh, surroundings. Um, so somebody like pers- like you just mentioned, uh, Black China, who now wants to be called Angela, Angela yep. um, which means a lot. It does. Uh, but again, it goes it goes back to, you know, well, you know, who who is she close to? What mm-hmm. minister letter to the Lord? Whose church is she going to be tithing to? And all of these different type of things, which could generate that kind of um, special uh, preference. Of- preferential treatment um, in those cases. Um, but going back to, to, to what Jesus said, and, and I always, and that which ties into your definition of um, uh, the American, not the American church, but the church in America, the ones who is really, really about relationship and about connection mm-hmm. um, and about following the principles of the word is that, you know, Jesus said, whosoever calls, mm-hmm you know, uh, upon my name, you know, believes in me, calls upon me, shall be saved. And the Bible even says that the angels rejoice over one. Mm -hmm. It didn't say a specific individual. It says over one. We rejoice. You know, uh, we've seen even in some of the parables that Jesus said, I've left the 99 to go after that one. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not that the 99 is not not important, but one is significant to me still, even mm. though I have the 99. Right. Um, so I think that we just need to safeguard ourselves when it comes to, I think that, I think that the more we understand what salvation really is, mm-hmm. we will that's, learn that's the appropriate behavior when it comes to anybody that's accepting, good. um, or being redeemed. If we mm-hmm. understand, understood what redemption meant, what salvation meant, what coming out of darkness into the marvelous light. If we understand mm-hmm. um, the depth of what that means, that a right. soul has been redeemed, no mm-hmm. matter the status, no matter the gender, right. no matter, you know, all of these different things that are made to hinder people from coming to the Lord. I believe mm-hmm. that we will, we will react differently. Mm-hmm. That's good. I mean, absolutely. You know, um, I think on one hand, the church that's in America, but not the American church, does celebrate if they know someone. Mm-hmm. Let's say they see people walking the aisle to receive salvation at their congregation, mm-hmm. or they, or like I remember even coming up, even before I got saved, like I grew up, my background was we did go to church, okay? Mm-hmm. So I'm like a somewhat of a church kid, okay. but I wasn't saved, all right? So, but I remember like this one guy, played drums at a at a church that my family went to but he used to run the streets run a gang and i remember when he got saved he was like oh man he got saved so you know it was like the talk yeah you know so it like it kind of witnessed to us Mm because we looked up to him he was like older than us you know like a few years older but at the same time too um 
I think, too, on one hand, on a positive, well, maybe a positive note. Okay, so you look at someone like Angela, formerly Black China, who mm-hmm. now gives her life to the Lord. And I think this this happened last year. Okay. Which, to me, kind of speaks to uh, something else that she's been a disciple, but we'll get into that later. Right. But um, when, when we see someone like that in Hollywood or in that limelight, and then, of course, you know, we see the, the demonic manifestations, you know, in Hollywood. We see all the, you know, bowing down to Satan kind of being blatantly done. I think people, a lot of believers might look at that as a major victory mm-hmm. that someone coming from that environment, even with the tattoo of the goat, you know, mm-hmm. uh, the behemoth, like a demonic tattoo is removing it. And it just, it's like, oh man, you know, a major victory took place and i think people are looking at the fact that she has so much it's not just her i don't want to hold on to her but right right celebrities yeah like this person has millions of followers on instagram so you know i might reach 10 people in a month Mm -hmm. a few months she could reach ten thousand in an hour right we look at it but i think too on the other hand we can put greater value on something that, okay, I think about Mace mm-hmm. some years back. You right. know, yeah. he was snatched out of the fire. He didn't want to have nothing to do with rap, period. Mm-hmm. And then a few years later, he comes out back with Puffy, makes a, um, you know, kind of like a sketchy rap song. Mm-hmm. It's not a gospel one. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Then he goes back to his church, and people are left confused. Exactly. So, so it's almost like, you got so much following. Everybody knows your Tesla. And I, I would hate to be a celebrity because everybody knows your. Everybody's watching you, right? You know, and so you get saved now. Now the world is even watching you to see if this is going to be real. It's to a degree. Some people are going to watch if this is going right. to be real. Or how much money are you going to give it to my church? And, and okay, so I, I'm glad you just said that because uh, somebody that's watching, because I, I, I was telling you I've, I've got it playing on Instagram as well. Yeah. And somebody watching on Instagram had you know made the comment. They said a big name is a marketing chip. So that's how a lot of churches use it. And like you're saying, oh, I might only reach 10 people or 20 people in a month. She can reach 10,000 people with one post or you know whatever the number is. And so that individual is, and this is where I think, another difference between the American church and the church in America is, is there's that, and you brought up an important aspect, the fact that the time frame before she went public with this. So, you know, it does seem from the outside looking in, those of us that have been in ministry for any length of time, uh, make an assumption that there's been a level of discipleship, which a lot of times that's missing. And so these celebrities get saved. They're treated as essentially cattle. You know, they're they're paraded around for a dog and pony show, um, you know, as a marketing chip. And, oh, they go to my church or, look, this person got saved and they're a Christian. And and now, as they're going through their walk, they slip and mess up and make a mistake, just like you know Bob the Barber would make. But because they're in the limelight, they get attacked. They get you know brutally. So you know, not only does the church react differently when a celebrity gets saved, but when that saved celebrity makes an honest, growing mistake 
or slips yeah. or, you know, whatever the, te- you know, even if it was a conscious decision to sin, you know, I mean, I'd be hard pressed to find any individual that hasn't made those types of mistakes throughout their Christian walk. And, you know, but they, the church responds very differently then than what they do to Bob the Barber as well. You know, and and so that's, I think that, you know, the comment that was being made about, you know, being a marketing chip, I think that's kind of more where I come from, you know, my, my thought process and my perspective, because that's, that's how I see, you know, it's like, they just get dangled, you know, oh, look what we did. Look what we got. Look at this great victory. Well, the greatest, you know, your oftentimes your greatest battles come on the heels of your greatest victory, because that's when you relax. I know even in, in Iraq, you know, once once we pushed an objective, once we, you know, cleared and claimed that objective, it was there was a moment where we, and that was a dangerous moment, mm-hmm. you yes, know, and and yes, I, I think a lot of times. In the church, we do that, and we we've got this this mentality now where let's get all these people saved, but then we don't do anything with them. Yes, there's no there's no you know it's like yeah let's evangelize let's bring people in the church let's get them saved. Well, why are we getting them saved so we can just put butts in seats, or are we truly trying to help them grow and change and you know actually mentor them and disciple them? We fail that m- miserably. In the church, in the modern church. Oh yeah, yeah. I, uh, back to back to a point that you were mentioning, Scott, about uh, about mace. And and, and again, I, I think this conversation is necessary. And and, and we're not obviously attacking anybody. Right. Everybody mm-hmm. has their own um, way relationship, how they express, I guess, growth or mm-hmm. development in Christ with Christ and different things like that. But one of the things I definitely um, that you that you guys are touching on is the missing piece of, of discipleship mm-hmm. um, and how important that is even to the development of the believer. Mm-hmm. Most of the time, uh, you know, most of us here, we, we, we grew, grew up in church. So we have years upon years of experience of going through the different uh, evolution when it comes to that, you know, there, right. there was a time when this was allowed. And then after a certain amount of time that changed and, now we're in a whole different era of mm-hmm. how the church is. So I think over those years, we have seen how the church has uh, um, evolved for the positive and mm-hmm. then kind of digress. Right. Um, but but I think that in today's uh, society, uh, well, not society, but in, in, in what we now realize as a church, there is that missing piece of actual discipleship. Mm-hmm. Um, I 100% agree that just as powerful as it is for a celebrity to be saved and have influence and could reach uh, uh, all of these individuals because of social media and status and different things like that, um, like you said, uh, Scott, that comes also the responsibility of not having um, the luxury of walking out your personal salvation behind closed doors because of your fame, your status, um, and how open everything is the mistakes that I was allowed to make. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I had the luxury of doing that in private. Uh, right. She doesn't, Mace doesn't, a lot of these celebrities doesn't. And I right. think that puts an added pressure onto them um, not to be authentic with themselves. Right. And, and, not you know, I think, not, no, no, go ahead. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Well, well, not to be authentic in the sense that the, that pressure of living up to, 
a standard that not really may be based on the word, but that expectation that other people may put on them. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that's a bad thing. I'm just saying that people need to realize that they're still human, yeah. that they're having a human experience. And as scripture says, um, that um, all things are passed away. When we look at that, that also means that all things are continually being passed away. Right, right. And all things are becoming new. So it's a process. I think we and forget that we, we come to a place where we give people grace. There we go. That's for the process. That's that's what I was going to say. I think process. oftentimes yep. we forget the grace we were afforded. Yes. You yes. know, yes. when we first got saved and and I was talking about this in my in my doctoral class tonight. That was one of the things that we were talking about is that you know, our methodology oftentimes in the church has shifted and all the grace that I got when I first got saved is not being afforded to individuals that are just now getting saved. I'm expecting them to line up and, 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 you know, rank and file and, and know what they're supposed to do. Listen, if somebody's, you know, they're, they're 40 some years old and, and didn't grow up in the church and all they do is cuss like a sailor, you can expect them to, while they're in service Sunday and, and before service or afterwards having a conversation, they're going to be cursing. Some, you know, it, it's a process. If, if you've lived 40 years doing something a certain way, unless God specifically, and he can, don't please nobody misunderstand me, he can move in an instant, but oftentimes it's part of that growth. When you look at scripture and it talks about, hey, no longer be children being tossed to and fro, that's a personal decision that you're making to walk out your maturity. You know, renewing your mind with the washing of the water of the word. I have to actively do something in order to walk out that maturity. <clears throat> you know, on um, Instagram, they said, they said, our problem is we idolize celebrities in general. We as a society think now, mind you, this is this is this is a nineteen-year-old. Okay, I just want to throw that out there. Um, our problem is we idolize celebrities in general. We as a society think famous equals or means role model. Yeah, and 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 oftentimes we do. And you hear celebrities say that all the time. Listen, just because I'm famous, that doesn't make me a role model. Like I didn't I didn't ask that and. I think that some of us understand by nature of, of the, the fame, by nature of position, like even us in ministry, you know, if you're a leader in ministry, you're held to a different level of accountability. Um, a, a sergeant first class versus a private is held to a different level of accountability just by nature of the role that you play. Um, but I, I think it's very important that, that we, we understand and offer that grace, but then if you're going to continue to be in the limelight, you need to understand that both the good, bad, and the ugly, you know, they're all going to be in the limelight, you know? So how are you, how are you going to adjust to that? Um, you know, because now people are going to scrutinize whether or not your walk's real. Well, just because I mess up or don't live right all the time doesn't mean that, that I'm not truly trying to live out my faith. Um, you know, and, and we, there's a difference between holding somebody accountable and being an albatross. Yeah. There is. I mean, you know, when you talk about discipleship, you know, we talk about, okay, well, yeah, that celebrity has millions of followers. They have this big platform, so Mm -hmm. to speak. A lot of, when you look at, you look at any prominent evangelist, which, okay, we could say they become like Mm -hmm. celebrities, but you just look at any prominent evangelist, you look at their beginnings, it was always very humble. Right. They were in the shadows. Mm-hmm. They were being discipled. They were being trained. They were just faithful to whatever God called them to. 
and then bam, he's crucified the flesh to a level where their gift can operate at a mature enough level to affect millions of people around the world. Right. So in reality, Eddie the Barber might be that, you know, Reinhard Bonnke or right. TDJ. So I'm just, you know, yeah. just throwing names out there. He might be me that he may not, he may just become that faithful servant of God that gets to a place of maturity that knows how to disciple the people that come into his barbershop, mm-hmm. lead them into a salvation, walk with them, impart knowledge to them, encourage them to go to a, but do it very well. Mm-hmm. And so I think really you, you have to, you have to be willing to invest like just from an outside with, with the Angela woman, it seems as if she waited a period of time before she came out with the fact that she was baptized in her mm-hmm. home. You know, she talks about she received the deliverance as well. So it looks like, I don't know, it just seems to me like some type of discipleship is going on there, mm-hmm. which I think is good. Yeah, definitely. And the body of Christ has got to think in terms of the Great Commission isn't simply millions of people at once mm-hmm. because it may be that one lost sheep that you're going to get, but it's really about discipling. Are you making people into disciples right. of Christ? Are we, spit, are we setting up our ministry? Like I was thinking about this, if a bigger church probably needs to have cell groups, you know, if you're a mm-hmm. larger ministry, you need to have something broken down into bite-sized pieces in terms mm-hmm. of fellowship for people to get around someone mature in the word. Right and help them grow where they can express their gifts kind of like in that that sacred environment that safe environment mm-hmm. where you're given that room to grow and develop and really get to under, an understanding of your faith so you right. can be more stronger in your faith right you know you'll be you'll be more effective in your witness mm-hmm. and i think that uh, sometimes when it comes with certain celebrities like yay <laughs> you know i mean He's, he's going to do a gospel album. He was getting invites to congregations mm-hmm. that I probably would never get invited to go preach. Right. Or go, my wife probably wouldn't go to sing in. <laughs> and so, because it's him, mm-hmm. we know that thousands of people are going to show up. And I think that that's disingenuous. That's not fair to him. Correct. Right. And that's, you know, I that's think that's where my... Him you know, my thought process is as far as the difference, different response. I I think that, you know, the, the church in America tends to be much more genuine, you know, and, and, and I think it should be celebrated, whether it's a celebrity, whether it's, you know, somebody that just walked in off the street in a church of 15 people that, you know, it, it should, I remember when, when I first, so I enlisted in the military after Bible college, mm-hmm. went to Bible college and, and I'm pretty sure we all went to the same place. So mm-hmm. we, we all probably had fairly similar experiences. Yeah. And, and so when, when you left said Bible college, there was this thought process that you were just going to step out the door and, you know, ministry was just going to explode for you. You know, like you were going to be a mega church pastor. You were going to get invites just because of whose name was on the school and, you know, all this type of thing. 
And, you know, there's, there is a danger to celebrity pastors. I mean, at the end of the day, they're human as well. You know, they're just as flawed. But when they make those mistakes, there's more of an impact because they do have more of an influence. You know, so there's more of a, see, oh, they were fake, they were this. Well, they might not be fake. They just might have been human. And I'm not excusing it. There's, there's, grace doesn't mean the absence of accountability. And, right. and I, I think sometimes there's that thought process. But so I graduate Bible college. You know, I, I, I leave and I think I'm going to change the world. I'm going to, you know, just, you know, explode. Ain't nobody going to stop me. God's called me. Get out of my way. Like, you know, you can't preach like me. You're not anointed like me. You're not, you know, like, and here I am just some clown, uh, you know, at the end of the day. And then God says, you know what? Go to the army. And I'm like, wait a minute what? Like, are you kidding me right now? And so I ended up enlisted in, in the army and working with the chaplaincy and the unit that I got assigned to didn't have a chaplain. There was a point where they didn't have a chaplain. So I had to step in in a lot of those roles. Well, you know, for those not familiar with, with the military chaplaincy, it's not like your small town, little Christian church where you can just say what you want, how you want to whoever you want. You have to be able to respect and afford the opportunity for every soldier, regardless of their faith, uh, you know, their faith background, etc. And, you know, that was... I think for me, that was a way for God to process the whole, listen, just because they don't think like you, believe like you, doesn't mean I don't love them. Doesn't mean I don't want to minister to them. Doesn't mean I don't want to reach them. And, you know, so there's that experience. But, you know, I, I remember I was just like, this is not the path I thought I was going to take. Mm -hmm. You know, this is can this. I, can I, yeah, can go I ahead. Go you, ahead. Dr. Gary, let me tell you that is my living experience at this very <laughs> moment. I've had that experience too. At this very moment. And here yeah. is the great thing about being in the center of God's will. Wherever he leads you to go, he always is. Mm -hmm. That's it. Yep. And through my experience, I, I'll tell this quick short story. Uh, my, my wife's pastor visited um, California I would say maybe about a year ago. And at this time, I was really praying deep inside of me. Um, I didn't share this with her. I didn't share it with her pastor or anything like that. I was like, Lord, am I doing ministry? Am I, am I, am I still on the right path? I know you led me to, mm -hmm. you know, go into the military. You opened doors, transition was smooth. I mean, I could tell you the, the, the multiple things that Jehovah God did in my life away from the four walls okay. and we were at this our this um one of our friend's house where where it was myself my family and her pastor and you know we was just visiting and having a good time and 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 it turned into a mini prayer session and while we were praying the lord used uh, my wife's pastor to speak such a pro uh, a profound word to me to me mm -hmm. i didn't share it I uh, didn't share what was on my heart. She said, um, through the series of everything, she eventually said that you are in ministry. You are doing what I called you to do. And I had to reflect on one, how good God was. And two, that when God said that you will touch, you, you know, you will be my witnesses in Judea, Samaria, 
uh, Jerusalem and to the uttermost parts of the world, mm -hmm. I don't think we really understood what he was actually saying. No. But I have the opportunity, the, the opportunity to touch sailors from literally anywhere in the world yep. at this moment. Yep. I have the opportunity to speak into these young men and women's lives at any given moment and not necessarily about Christianity and mm -hmm. religion, but like you said, just about being a witness. I've never been able to touch so many people in my life. Me thinking that going into the military was not God's plan mm -hmm. turned out to be an example, a demonstration of, let me show you what you can do. I, what I can do in you in this environment. I, I've reached more people by enlisting in the military than I ever did 100%. talking about this is the Bible college I went to. Hundred percent. You know, because you know, at, at, at the end of the day, you know, and it wasn't that it was a name drop thing, but let's let's just simplify it. And, you know, when people hear it, that's immediately what they think. So, you know, the thought process, oh, I went to this Bible college. It's this preacher. It's this pastor. Oh, I've served with this pastor. And still, unless you're in the clique, you're still not afforded opportunities. I mean, that's the reality. Like, I know people don't like to talk about the dark side of ministry, but, you know, even in small towns like I'm in now, if you're not one of the cool kids, then you're not afforded opportunities. It, it just it just is what it is. And, and that's a reality of ministry. Um, but I was blessed, like you say, you know, in, in, in the Navy, when I was in the military, my, my battalion, the brigade, I was, you know, as an E4, I was sitting in the, in the bubs, the battle update briefs with, with the battalion, battalion commanders, brigade commanders, you know, whatever, and, and afforded those opportunities. And it's not always about, oh, let me stand up and preach. Sometimes it's just about how you carry right. yourself, how you face right. adversity, how you address hardship, how you counsel that soldier that's that's freaking out because, you know, oh, my God, we're about to make that Baghdad run. Uh, you know, you know, we got to do this. We got ambushed here. Um, I don't know what's going on at home. And, you know, my wife, the last letter I got, there was all kinds of issues with the house and, you know, these types of things. And sometimes it's not always about, well, did you did you pray? Are you listening? into the Holy Spirit, uh, you know, sometimes it's about, bro, this is, this is just what you need to do. And that's more ministry than me standing up in a bunch of people because I name dropped and, and delivering a 45 minute sermon like that. Yeah, that's ministry. That's part of it. But real ministry. Come on now. But you guys are absolutely right. I mean, my time in the service and I went through that too. I was like, man, I'm going to these drills, going to these trainings, like Hey Lord, you know, is this really what I'm supposed to be doing? And I remember like just many instances where they would have their various, you know, we're in the tent or in the barracks and they have their various issues and they mm -hmm. bring something up. Then they would turn to me and ask me a question. And then I remember like sometimes I start opening my mouth, explaining the situation to them from the word. They just like gathered around. Mm -hmm. Now they might've been clowning me like, oh man, they're going to Bible, man. You know? Right. And a lot of times I wasn't saying a lot to people. Mm -hmm. It's just how you say it. But the Lord put me there. And I realized like, as you stated, like my goodness, this is really the hand of God. This is where you want to be to be in this season, mm -hmm. you know? And as you stated, you know, yeah, it's, it's when you're talking about, uh, name dropping, you know, where you went to. And then one thing I learned too was 
some people don't like that person that yep. researched and came up underneath. Yep. They literally can't stand it. You know what I'm saying? So you, got, you got the circle... Like, yeah, I went to Bible. Where'd you go to Bible college? Oh, this place. You know, like there's just a little Bible college out in Ohio. Yeah, you got the you got the circle that loves that. Yep. Then you got the circle of people that hate it. Mm-hmm. And so that's led you stated. That's not going to necessarily get you in, right? You know what I'm saying? If you're trying to go free somewhere, it's, it's and we America, shouldn't we, we shouldn't be um, using it like that. You know, we and, shouldn't be using it like that. Yeah. I mean. I guess another side, America is probably one of the most challenging places to be invited to speak. Mm-hmm. I can go to Uganda, show up there, and just get invites. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm not saying that that's always good. Right. I'm not saying that's always right. good. But, you know, there's, I think what we're saying is, is that there's a reality about this walk mm-hmm. that discipleship, real true discipleship can prepare and equip you for. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's good to give people a vision to see the harvest and to see big and powerful right. things happening. But you also got to see it in the perspective that we know that the Messiah, when he walked, he preached in synagogues on, on Sabbath. And mm-hmm. Hundreds, thousands would show up. Sometimes he would preach in places people would show. But then we see instances of him going to someone's home. Mm-hmm. You know, him having a conversation. Right. Uh, Philip Philip in the book of Acts, he preached to the the multitudes and he goes, but he starts off serving tables as Mm -hmm. a deacon. Then he preaches to multitudes of people. Then the Lord sends him into a desert place to talk to a man. So there's that aspect where probably most of us are being sent to that man on a chariot. Mm -hmm. That's being sent inside of a household. And it's just going to be how we walk with the Lord, how we have conducted ourselves. And people watch. Mm-hmm. People pay attention, amazingly, because the Holy Spirit sets it up that way. Right. When you really walk closely with him, he sets it up a way where, oh, he's different than everyone else. Mm-hmm. He's not gossiping like everybody. He's not laughing at some of the... He might laugh, drop some joke. He's cool or whatever, but man, he's he's different. They begin to trust you. Like they, they, they entrust that. They may not internalize it as you hear from God. Right. But they trust that God sent you here in my life. I've had people tell me that, mm-hmm. you know. And so it's, it's, I think that's, that's when you're talking to a celebrity, you know, that's something you have to prepare them for. You're right. And, you know, look, you may have to just cut this whole chapter out of your life because mm-hmm. that's a that's a hard thing to come out of fame. Yeah, that's it, why yeah. I think the word says not many of you were of high esteem and noble people when I called you. Mm-hmm. It's hard to call them. And then he says it's hard for the rich to enter into the kingdom. Yep. You know, so it's like I think some of us think, okay, this person gets saved. Oh, Hollywood is about to get get captured. Right. No, Hollywood is going to continue to be dark. Demonic, messed up, entertain. It's gonna be entertaining at the same time. He just calls people out of it. That's mm-hmm. it. Like he called us out of whatever sphere of the world that we were in. He just calls you out of it, what? equips you, trains you, so he can send you back, or whoever he's gonna. I'm gonna send you to. He so, may not even send you back in that pathway. You may not right. be able to go on that path again. Right. And and you know I think sometimes we get called out of. Um, 
even called out of the uh, like the ministries that we're in. Like you know, there's that process too. Like there's a time and a season, and you know that's not a bad thing. But that's no, something no. that we have to internalize. Like you said with celebrities, you know, I couldn't imagine having that many eyes on me, knowing no. how imperfect I am. Yeah. And you just starting like that—that—that—that that, 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 that responsibility to be the quote-unquote face of the church in that moment should not fall on that person. No, you, you, mean, you know what I mean. Like they, we should, as the church, we should protect them. We should all the more because yeah. I mean, you think I mean, yeah, I think about yeah, you know, my rushing to the things of God, and then. It's about a six month process of you know receiving the baptism of the Holy Spirit. So, you know, I'm full of power, you mm-hmm. know. Da, 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 you know, but it's like at the same time, there was still a lot of growth, a lot of pride. There was just so much he was dealing with. A lot of pruning. You know, yeah, you might be witnessing the people you know, but this is a lot he's working on you, mm-hmm. man. He's like, this is a radical shift in your life. And and to deal with that. When you got all these people looking at you, right? You know who you are, you know, and that you're the faith, you're the face of the church in this season. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? As like, I don't even know what the church is, and y'all putting me out in the front like that's right. like taking that's like taking a you know a, a boot. You know, they showed up to boot camp. They got their they got their BDUs, and we just going. All right, now you're gonna go ahead and take care of the squad. Mm-hmm. You know, and right. it, it's just. It's unfortunate that that's kind of the process, and I think, I think that negative aspect comes from. I don't necessarily think it comes from an intentional place of malice or an intentional place of manipulation or quote unquote marketing, but I think that that's immediately how some people think. Like, oh, we can reach so many people, let's throw them out in the front, and you essentially just threw that person to the wolves, exactly, because they weren't ready. I I also believe. I also believe that that's what was modeled before us. Mm-hmm. So we implement what we see. Yep. But I do think that as time goes along, especially, you know, with, with, with what is happening with believers today, the transformation of our mind, uh, the transfer transformation, as far as even some of the things that we used to believe um, wholeheartedly is not that we don't believe them anymore, but they're being shaped into something different, which mm-hmm. I like to call being shaped back to what it, it, the original intent was, what right. God's original intent was. And I think that to sum this up is that I, I, I really believe that um, every time you spend preparing is not wasted time. Right. It's beneficial time. Right. Um, uh, uh, the first thing that came to me when I was thinking about what, what I just said was Jesus's very own experience. The Bible said that he was led into the wilderness mm-hmm. by the Holy Spirit to be tempted 40 days and 40 nights. This is the Son of God we're talking about, being led into a place where he can be tested, where right. he can be tried, where he will begin to see what is in him before he goes and touch the masses before mm-hmm. he goes and responds in the way that he does to the masses. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that what the military has taught me is that 
preparation time is not wasted time. Right, oh, yeah. right. Preparation time is much needed, and it is it's, it's almost like investment time. Yep. Um, and which goes back to what I think you, you said as well, Scott, as far as, yes, you are a celebrity. Yes, you have that opportunity to reach uh, thousands of people, hundreds of thousands of people, millions of people. Um, but the time that you need to prep yourself, right? Um, especially if you're talking about ministry, going forth and doing things like that, that's not wasted time. Right. You know? That that you, you know. we we should we should we should we should be telling individuals that whole you know don't don't be so quick to get out the stall and run this. Right. This right. What I mean by that is this, preparation time. Yeah. Knowing the voice of God, getting yep. in the Word, praying, all the fundamental things that. For, for some reason now we have drifted so far from mm -hmm. is all the things that Jesus did. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. All the things that he mm -hmm. did, he invested in prayer. Mm -hmm. He invested in communing with God. Mm -hmm. I oh, I froze. That's the enemy. <laughs> yeah, it is. I don't want that to come forward. They have a uh, a comment that was made on Instagram said it's like getting thrown into a fight before you finish the free trial at the gym, <clears throat> you know. Um, but uh, no, yeah, like like you were saying, Scott. You know, you were talking about that preparation, yeah, so, that investment. Yeah, it went it went it went out for a minute, but yeah, I I I, I just I just wanted to to throw that out there because I think I think that um, this conversation definitely is well needed, and I think that. Um, we, we, what, we, what we are talking about, good balance to not being, not being, uh, being grateful for, for being a celebrity, but mm -hmm. also understanding, uh, the challenges from the, uh, 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 uh biblical perspective, Christian perspective of, yes. of what the reality is. Yes. You know, yes. uh, we want you to run this race and we want you to get the prize at yep. the end of the day, yep. you know, um, it one thing that Paul always said, you know, I, I want, follow me as I follow Christ. Mm -hmm. yep. Just, just don't follow me for following me. Say, right. follow me as I follow Christ, right. um, which right. is a form Dr. Uh, Gary as accountability, holding yep. himself accountable exactly. to do the right thing. Exactly. Exactly. It. Like it's not, you know, it's I'm, not I'm, a bad I'm, thing to challenge your mentors, your, you know, yeah. your leadership. And and when I say challenge, like there's an immediate neg for most people, it's an immediate negative thought. Like it's some kind of, you know, confrontation or, you know, no, like I just, listen, that doesn't make sense to me. I'm sorry. Or I don't see you doing what you're telling me to do. So what's really going, where's the disconnect? Um, you know, and it is, it's a way, iron sharpens iron you know we we have to hold each other accountable um you know i uh we're, we're creeping on about you know 45 minutes here so we have to wrap it up here in a couple minutes but i'm gonna put you both on the spot um i would like to kind of continue the conversation talk more about the necessity for discipleship uh what that looks like what it what it could look like um, you know, that type of thing. Like, I would like to continue these type of discussions with both of y'all. Um, if that's something that you guys want to do, we can definitely set, you know, set some times up that we can, we can do that and, and have some episodes about that. Cause I, I really appreciate your guys' thought process, your perspective. And, um, you know, I think, I think it's needed. It's, it's, it's fresh. It's not the, you know, I don't know if you guys have heard the story, but you know, little girl and her mom, they're, you know, getting ready to cook a ham for Easter and the mom cuts the ends off the ham and little girl's 
like, well, mom, why'd you do that? And she's like, I don't know. My mom always did that. And so she calls her mom and she's like, hey, why you cut the hands off the hands? And she's like, I don't know. Your grandma always did that. So then they call, you know, great grandma like, hey, why'd you do that? And she was like, because my pan was too small. It couldn't fit the whole ham, you know. And so for generation after generation, we're wasting opportunities because of dogmatic tradition. You know, and we're putting people, you know, Scott, like you said, um, you know, because of what we saw or how we saw it done, we're just regurgitating that without asking why, you know, and I think the church has to start asking why, why do we do these things? Why do we believe what we believe? Why do we operate the way we operate? Well, that doesn't make sense. So let's stop doing it, uh, you know, or, you know, hey, you know what? That That is smart. Let's try that. Uh, you know, I, I think that... um there's been a a teaching in the American church for so long that if you question the pastor, you know, you're being sent by the enemy. And no, well, maybe I'm the one sent by God to take the ministry to the next level because of my question. Right. You know, um, so I would love to do more of these with you guys. Yeah, um, yeah I, I, I would love to. Um, I would love to. I, I, think, um, I think all of us can speak to this. We have uh, soldiers, sailors always ask why, mm-hmm. why, <laughs> why do we do this? Why do we do that? And, you know, sometimes we get upset as to why they always ask why. But right. what I've learned is that asking why gives us purpose. Gives okay, us, okay, that's good. Uh, uh, I like uh, that. Uh, uh, um, it also gives us a reason as to understand why we do the things that we do. So when I say, hey, this is the reason why we do this instead of, well, you know, my, my, um, petty officer, uh, chief petty officer told me to do this. And I, I, I don't know why we continue to do this. Well, here's the reason why we do this. And I think that with the new, and, and this is a, a bit of a challenge for the new individuals that, that coming the, the service now, because like I said, they ask why for everything. Um, but but what I've what I found out is when we give them the why, it reinforces their their ability to perform better. Yes, it does. If something doesn't make sense, and they can find a better way to do it, we have adapted to saying if this doesn't make sense. We're going to find a better way to be more effective in what we do. Right. Definitely. Definitely. So what I what I think that needs to happen um, is that more of our churches needs to understand that asking why is not a bad thing. Mm-hmm. It's just figuring out, OK, if we're doing something this way, is it effective? Is it not effective? If mm-hmm. it's not effective, how can we go about it, making it better? So right. it can become more effective. Right. That's not Definitely. saying, well, you know, we just don't want to change. But I, I like, well, we already know that people don't like to change. But I also enjoy the fact now that people ask why. Right. Definitely. So final thoughts, gentlemen, for tonight. Oh, final thoughts. You know, um, you know, well, I think we've acknowledged that, yes, there is a different treatment that celebrities uh, receive. But my final thought is these are souls. These are individuals just like you and I. They have the same battles mm-hmm. um, spiritually that we face as well. Um, we need to allow, we need to keep things in real, real proper perspective and pray for their discipleship and their growth. 
in the in the kingdom, mm-hmm. you know, and just understand that we can't make someone who's only been born again for six months the face of <laughs> Christianity. Right. You know, so we can't. You know, that person is. Think about yourself when you were born again for six months, mm-hmm. seven months, a year, two years, whatever. You know, so we we have to really we should rejoice over every soul that mm-hmm. comes into the kingdom. You know, Definitely. and be willing if we're in proximity to that person to at least pray for them and be willing to offer some discipleship for them as well. Agreed. Yeah. Agreed. Well, final thoughts from me is well, Dr. Gary, I appreciate you for uh, inviting me oh, on. No problem to at share all. My thoughts. Um, and, and, and um, what I would like to say, you know, wrapping it up is uh, every soul matters. Mm-hmm. Uh, whether you're a celebrity uh, whether you are somebody that, you know, nobody knows your name, nobody knows your status, every soul matters to God. Yep. And the passion of my heart is that men, women, boys, and girls would call upon the name of the Lord Amen. and that they Amen. shall be saved. They shall be redeemed. That is the passion of my heart. That will not change. I know that we live in a society that now, you know, we have um, identifiers for everybody. Um, you know, you're a part of this group, you're a part of that group. But at the end of the day, scripture still says, and I know it's elementary, but scripture still says, God loved this world. He gave his only son that whoever, whoever mm-hmm. that goes beyond all identifiers, believes in him, shall not perish, but have everlasting life. Mm-hmm. And that is the core of my passion, my belief. Mm-hmm. And I would like to leave that with everybody that's listening here, no matter if you're a celebrity or nobody knows your name. Um, once you make the decision to serve the Lord. Do it with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Amen. 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 Well, gentlemen, I appreciate it. Um, thank you so much for for joining tonight, and 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 Norris, Scott Norris, thank you for prompting the uh, the live. Because um, again, it was initially just a uh, just a Facebook post to uh, provoke thought. I like to try to try to do that. I like to try to poke the bear sometimes, um, just to get people thinking. And um, but I've enjoyed this. Like I said, I'll definitely look forward to doing some more um, on various topics and even topics that you guys um, you know feel like dropping. I to give everybody a heads up. Uh, those that are watching live, those that watch later, it is going to be you know Facebook on the reflections page, the YouTube page, the Twitch page um also the audio i'll be on iHeartRadio, spotify apple podcast google podcast and pretty much anywhere you can listen to a podcast the, the audio will be there as well um so you can always go back and, and tune into it and i'm going to uh post both of your gentlemen's bios on the uh, the reflections facebook page um so people can learn a little more about you uh as well um look forward to definitely having you guys on again and and to echo what both gentlemen have said that at the end of the day it doesn't matter celebrity or nobody knows your name you're just as important um you know does the church respond differently it does uh i don't necessarily feel that's intentional malice but it does respond differently and we also need to respond in kind when these people are growing and needing to mature and slipping and needing discipleship we need to respond with the same fervor as we did when they initially got saved and we threw them you know out in the front uh we need to make Make sure that we're there with our shields protecting them when the rocks are thrown uh, as well. So that's that's kind of my thoughts. Again, um, you know, everybody tuning in, I, I thank you all very much for tuning in. Like always, you know, you pray for me, we'll pray for you, and we'll catch you next time on Reflections. Right.